0: the difference between real love and narcissistic love? What is the difference between unrequited love or a regular breakup and a narcissistic discard? Well, that's what we're talking about today at QueenBeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. So we're gonna start out today with a question from a viewer. Take a look. So Biznor says, I would like to hear your thoughts on the specific differences between unrequited love and a discard from a narcissist. I often think all I ever have dated are narcissists, but sometimes I get in a different mindset and I'm not sure. As much as I was led on and push pulled by the last man I was interested, sometimes I will feel totally sure that it was abuse, but then still get confused at other times. Your insight would be greatly appreciated. Thanks Angie. All right, let's talk about it. So I think the very first thing we have to do in order to answer that question is to go ahead and talk about what a narcissistic relationship looks like. Take a look. There are 3 main phases that people who are in relationships with toxic narcissists can expect to experience. Often the narcissistic cycle of abuse is repeated over and over again throughout the relationship. Love bombing, the first cycle is also known as the idealization or courtship phase. Following that is the devalue phase and then the discard phase. So here's what the devalue phase really feels like. You've been walking on eggshells for a while now, but it doesn't seem to matter to your narcissist. The narc is no longer even polite to you, much less kind. You often wonder what happened to the person who you first met. Nothing you say, do, think or feel is acceptable and the narcissist makes sure that you know it. Everything you do elicits the same kinds of responses, anger, irritation, justified rage. If you call a narcissist on their bullshit or you prove them wrong, watch out. That is when the narcissist will go ballistic, pulling no punches, digging deep to find a way to hurt you. They'll insult you, they'll pick at your most painful psychological wounds, they'll make sure that you know that not only is it your fault, but that you deserve everything they've been dishing out. They may even say it to your face that you're so bad, you're so lazy, fat or otherwise unsavory that you deserve the way they have been treating you. They'll make it clear that you're not important, you're not worth their time. They will say they don't respect you and will minimize literally everything that really matters to you. Meanwhile, you teeter on a precipice somewhere between emotional numbness, deep down anger and hope. You hope that this soul-crushing phase will end soon, but every time you get your hopes up for more than a minute, you're quickly brought back to reality when the narc spits their venom at you the next time. You learn to stop being as directly affected by this narcissistic abuse by finding a place to go, in your head at least. You literally zone out when the narcissist starts raging at you. If the threats and fear tactics don't work, The narcissist may shift to behaving like a victim. That's when they'll stop being actively aggressive and switch to a more passive way to manipulate you. This could involve gaslighting and a bunch of other sneaky forms of manipulation. This often leads to the silent treatment. One of the narcissist's go-to tools. They'll ignore you, withhold affection and call you crazy for trying to fix it. In the end, the narcissist may just leave you temporarily or permanently. Or the cycle could begin again. Many narcissists go back to the courtship phase following the discard phase. You're left reeling. The first several times you experience this part of the cycle, you're gonna come out feeling like you were the one who was wrong. Maybe you were expecting too much, you'll think. Maybe you were overreacting or otherwise wrong. Maybe they did have a point you wonder, but over time as the cycle repeats again and again and again, you find yourself doubting everything. You begin to notice that nothing ever really changes you just continue the toxic cycle and it's then when you've got a choice to make. Do you stick it out or not? In your head, you know that a narcissist can change their ways about as surely as a zebra can change their stripes, highly unlikely, but your heart might be arguing with you because your, your heart it finds something deep within the narcissist that is lovable. Ultimately, you get no closure. Now we figured out, okay, This is what a narcissistic relationship looks like, right? You know the phases, you know how it works. Well, next you need to figure out what is the difference between a narcissistic relationship and a healthy relationship. Take a look. How do you tell the difference between a love bombing narcissist and a healthy love interest? Why is it so hard to tell the difference between a love bomber and someone who's actually interested in you on a healthy level? On the outside, a love bomber and a healthy person who has fallen in love might appear to be pretty similar but there are some subtle differences that are often overlooked when we are under the spell of a new love. Statistically speaking, nearly everyone is more willing to overlook little flaws in the beginning of a relationship and nearly everyone can find themselves being a little more careful with how they treat partners early in the relationship. And even in so-called normal relationships, as time goes on, nearly everyone finds something that used to be cute or at least tolerable about their partners to be at least remotely irritating. Nearly everyone argues and nearly everyone admits to being mean to their partner when they didn't need to be at one time or another. So what are the differences between a healthy relationship and a narcissistic one? Well, here are a few of the key differences. Number one, the insta-love factor. A narcissist will almost always proclaim love or soulmate status very early in the relationship and this will almost always lead to insta-commitment on the narcissist part. A healthy person is gonna want to take their time and get to know you before rushing into stuff. To be fair, there are a few real-life cases of love at first sight, but being honest, those are few and far between and if this person really is your one, well, they won't mind taking things slowly. Number 2, the time factor. The narcissist might say, I just want to spend every second of every day with you and that might happen, you know, as they roll over and stroke your face after you wake up together for the third time, just 76 hours into your first date or you might hear, I can't stop thinking about you, I hope you're having a good day from a healthy person, texting you at lunchtime the day after you had an amazing third date. Now when you first meet a narcissist, you can find yourself just completely and absolutely bowled over and just wowed by their level of awesome, so much so that all you feel like doing is being near him or her. And the truth is the very same thing can happen with a healthy new love interest too. The difference here is that while a healthy relationship can and often does have an infatuation phase, it also still allows you to stay involved with the other important parts of your life, your family, your work, spirituality, etc. It does not require or beg you to dump your life and your people in order to avoid missing anything. A healthy relationship encourages you to stay involved with your real life. A narcissist demands every moment. They want you to become so dependent on them so that they can become dependent on you as a source of narcissistic supply. A healthy person might want to spend every moment with you, but they will understand and support your need to continue with your regular life while you get to know one another, even if it means tagging along for family events or outings with your friends sometimes. It does not require you to stop living your own life. That my friend is a red flag of narcissistic behavior. Number 3, the drama factor. When you're dealing with a narcissist, there are lots of red flags early in the relationship and one of them is often a drama factor. Narcissists often shock you early in the relationship with some strangely placed little outburst or fit and one that'll quickly be righted for which they will often apologize. For example, Maybe she will blow up at a waiter a little too aggressively when the food shows up cold or maybe he will be super bitchy to a friend or relative on the phone. Question or mention the behavior and the narcissist will explain it away by justifying their treatment of that person such as, Oh, he's owed me money for like 15 years. He deserves what he gets or she has always had it out for me. In any case, it's never the narcissist's fault. While a normal person might have a drama moment here and there, They're far more understandable and not quite so world-stopping as those experienced under the reign of a narcissist. They might break down if something major happens. They lose a job, a friend dies, their dog dies or something else that you might feel like breaking down about. But they won't freak out if they ask you for some money to buy a soda and you don't have any change. See what I mean? The empathy factor is number four. If you're in an early relationship with a narcissist, There are little subtle things that will happen in your conversations that can tip you off if you watch for them. Simple patterns that will be evident if you know what to notice. One of the biggest is how empathetic the narcissist is capable of being. Watch what happens when someone in your life or the narcissist's life experiences pain or tragedy in their lives. See how the narcissist behaves. You can tell when someone is genuinely concerned versus when someone's being sort of polite, right? A narcissist can be a really good actor and might even be really good at follow-up questions, especially during the love-bombing phase. But when things are back to normal, a narcissist will change the subject if the topic varies from something that interests them, often rudely or by creating a big scene to get the attention back on themselves. If you're the one dealing with the trouble, a healthy person who's really into you is gonna show genuine concern when someone you care about is hurt or goes through the hard times and never will they make the pain about themselves or the tragedy. Ever. Instead, they're going to stand by you in whatever way is appropriate at that phase in your relationship, whether that means stepping back to allow you to have time to deal with the issue or to grieve with your family, or if it literally means to stand by you while you go through it. If your partner's the one dealing with the trouble, they will be as concerned as about as much as you might be in a similar situation and they'll want you to stand by them in whatever way is appropriate at that level in your relationship, while a narcissist will want you to feel sorry for him or her, while you baby and spoil them to help end the pain, whether it's their personal pain or not. It'll be all about the narcissist, not the person who's actually experiencing the issue. And now what happens is at the end of a narcissistic relationship, you get no closure, You're left reeling and spinning and you've got nothing. You have no idea what happened sometimes and even if you do know what happened, you seek closure and you don't get it. And if you want closure, you're usually looking for something from the narcissist that makes it easier for you. Whether it is an explanation of their behavior or an admission from them that you didn't do whatever it is that caused the breakup. Or some other sort of closure. You never get it, it's very frustrating. Another difference is the narcissist treats you like a thing as opposed to being a person, but you are treated during the breakup as an object or an extension of the narcissist self while a healthier person, even if the breakup is nasty and bad, might actually treat you with a little bit of love and respect or at least respect. For example, uh, someone that I'm very close with got divorced from one of her children's fathers and surprisingly, the two of them, once they got through the yucky part, managed to become good friends. He sort of helped her out later on when her next husband passed away. He actually showed up to the funeral and put his arm around her and stood by her as her friend while she was dealing with the death of her husband and I thought that was pretty amazing and in the meantime, the two of them have been raising their child together all of this time with peace and love and respect. It turns out to have been a beautiful thing. A narcissist would never do that. So while you can feel devastated and alone and confused and everything else at the end of a regular relationship, you're also going to find yourself feeling a whole different way at the end of a narcissistic relationship. I like to call it uncomfortably numb, right? Where you, you find yourself feeling completely lost. You don't even know what end is up. You don't even know who you are anymore. Well, the way they treat you is damaging. It's inhumane. It makes you not even know where you're at sometimes on a certain metaphysical level, right? The reasoning for the breakup from a narcissist is often convoluted and if you aren't the one that did the discard, you very often find yourself feeling like you don't know what hits you. It's a roller coaster of emotions and then suddenly you're out on your ass and you have no idea why. There are a lot of other reasons and a lot of other things that are different between a normal breakup and a narcissistic breakup or discard, but as you can see some of the differences are kind of glaring. So This brings me to the question of the day and the question of the day is have you been here? Have you done this? Can you relate to the differences between a narcissistic relationship and a healthy one? And can you relate to the differences between a narcissistic breakup or discard and a healthy one? Share your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.